Dave Moore on Today FM podcast. McFly, hello. Welcome to the Dave Moore Show on Today FM. How are you guys? Let's begin with something that you probably may even not have the answer to. You certainly don't expect, but there's a running thing on the show at the moment where when I interview rock stars, I ask them how many guitars they own because I own a huge amount. And so what happens is I'm going to give you three people, me, Brian Adams and The Edge. And the numbers of guitars owned are 40, 80 and 500. Who do you think is where? Well, I'm going to say you're 500 because of you You saying that, yeah, I feel like you have, you have 500. No, well, hang on. No, no, no. That's your guess, Harry. I'm not confirming okay. or denying it. Uh, yeah. I would say the same. I would think so. And then it was 40 or... 80 or 500. If you had 80, I'd be like, wow. Well, I reckon The Edge has 40. Yeah. And you see Brian Adams. Brian Adams, yeah. He's, 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 got, he's got like guitars. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, okay. I'm going to go... The Edge has always plays tellies, right? He's, he's a telly guy or a strap. Explorers as well. Yeah, he's got I a lovely set. guitars. Yeah, now, nice. I'm not saying you're not, but you need to be pretty rich, well, no, no, no. No, now you're onto it, Harry. Now you're Thank absolutely you, not me. It is not yeah, me. Okay, okay. You've got to be pretty well tied. <laughs> right, right. 500 guitars, haven't you? Okay, well, okay. you two and Brian Adams are very Both extremely, extremely wealthy, yeah. I imagine Brian Adams would like collect the edge. Vintage, I can imagine him collecting like vintage cars, yeah. having a big house and being like, "Come on, look!" Imagine <laughs> the edge, you know, that's totally massive as well. He spent the edge, though. He spent all his money on his sound. Yeah, it is pretty, pretty distinctive. I'll, I'll put you out of your misery. It's Brian Adams has forty, I have eighty, and the edge has five hundred. So we were completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> How about you guys? I mean, collectively, obviously. You know, Tom and Danny, you play, but I mean, as a band, do you have a, a warehouse full of guitars? Or do you have your own stashes? Well, we're in now. This is McFly HQ. This is upstairs in McFly HQ now. I mean, I can see one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, these are the ones we don't really play. There's guitars up here. How many would you say There's that about upstairs? 20 here. There's probably 20 on the We've probably about between about 40. Between right. bases? Yeah. Yeah, maybe 40, 40 between the three of them. See, that's, no, that more. doesn't help my conversation with my I, wife at all. I need you guys to have <laughs> way more than I have. I have 43 cricket bats. Excellent. I'll tell her that. I have more cricket <laughs> bats than they have the cars. <laughs> Boys, let's talk about this record, because Power to Play has two of the strongest opening tracks I've heard in a record in a long time. Like, absolutely amazing. Where do guitars go? Lord of the Bees. I love it. I really genuinely love it. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Yeah, and, and do you know what? It's, it's really fun playing them live. I feel like this whole album really lends itself to, to being played live. Um, we played both those songs actually over the summer and a few others, and then we're about to tour this album. And it's, um, yeah, I feel like they, all of these songs really come to life when we play them as a band and in, in a, a kind of concert environment. Yeah, and was, was that kind of a, a conscious thing going into writing this record, that it was like you want to write stuff that really lends itself to what you're used to doing live, or was that just a secondary thing that came out of writing? Yeah, well, it, was, it wasn't when we started writing the album. It, we just kind of we discovered that along the way, and then it was actually when we wrote Where Did The, uh, Where Did the Guitars Go, That's, that was the first song that kind of made us realise that that was the direction the album was going to take. Oh, and all the okay. other songs kind of came to that. But we did... We had a bunch of songs before that that you know we had to kind of get through to realise that. Um, but also, it's just that that whole song actually kind of summed up you know what we were feeling at the time, and that we realised it wasn't necessarily about like 
where the guitars go in the like in the world and on the radio it's actually just about our own band like where mm. we kind of lose sight of what is at the core of who we are as musicians and as as a band um and that really inspired yeah the rest of the the rest of the album and uh, Danny, I'll ask you this: Like when, when you're out touring, like I know when I have any excuse to get away from my four kids, I love it. But whenever you guys have families and kids and everything, is it easier or more difficult to tour? It's absolutely glorious, mate. Hotel <laughs> <laughs> oh, room on your own, getting like it's just nothing like it. Breakfast cooked for you. Come on. Uh, no, it's good. I mean, it's obviously you know it's it's nice to have a break, but you want them to see you do your thing as well and come along and. Um, we always, they're always very welcome on the tour, and it's it's nice having that. Like you know, it's lovely having the kids around because you've got Harry's uh, son Kit, and most of your kids are all running around holding guitars, and it's just okay. a nice atmosphere, and there's guitars everywhere, and it's nice to be see them get inspired by what we do, and yeah, it's it's, it's a really nice. It's a really nice thing actually. So um, you know, it's nice to have a break, but it's nice to have them there as well. So if you get the balance right. It's perfect tour, isn't it? Heaven, yeah. Um, and then look, Irish crowds and McFly, you guys go back a long time. What are you expecting from us rather than the other way around? What we're expecting from you? What do you think, Harry? Um, well, I think it's been a while since we've been there, so I'm kind of I'm hoping for some for a crazy night. I mean, like it, yeah, historically we've always had great shows in, in Ireland, so I'm expecting nothing less. Um, yeah, and also not just the show; like it's such a beautiful city as well so I'm looking forward to going back to Dublin as well so we, we did our first big show there didn't we the first time we played in front of a big audience was Dublin it was at the point I was going to say yeah can you remember where it was Doug it was the point yeah so of course now that's the three arena where you're coming back to yeah yeah um, so I have that fun fond memories of, of that the first time seeing a sea of people <laughs> I'm so used to it now oh listen <laughs> don't we know Dougie, I want to start with uh, your cat. Is it true you have a cat that's named... Sounds to me like a very untrustworthy Irishman. <laughs> well, I, I regret to inform you that Miss Scratches O'Houlihan has unfortunately passed away. Oh, well, now I feel really bad. <laughs> I'm sorry uh, to hear that. It is a great uh, name. But I am pleased to inform you that Sir Grubula Skellabean is doing, uh, is doing great. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, that's it's a much better name for it for a cat. So when I go to the vets, and you know they have like their name. Yes. So Grubula Skellabean. <laughs> How do you guys deal with super fans? Because a friend of mine, his name is Alan Metcalf, and we're in a terrible, terrible band together called Dynamics, um, because all of our dy- dynamics are turned up to eleven. No one plays anything soft ever. Uh, but he, when we go to rehearse in his house, over his electronic drum kit, he has four hand-painted canvases of you guys, and I am not joking. And it's amazing. I would love to see that. Is that for, like, target practice with dark? <laughs> um, come here. I know I've got to wrap up very quickly. Before I do, I need to ask you my quick-fire round of questions. I ask all my guests these questions, so see how you go. Tom, we'll start with you. What would you like to be definitively known as the best in the world at? Sex. <laughs> I had no idea what to answer. Dougie looked at me and said, "That's the most obvious answer ever." <laughs> Danny, who's the most famous person in your phone? Oh God, uh, Harry Styles, but he changed his number about five times. So I've got Harry Styles number one, two, three, four, new, new, new. 
And then I've lost contact, so I don't know what he's on to now, but it used to be him. He changes his number because Danny hassles him so much. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I actually had Niall Horan's number, another One Direction member for a while. You know, he's an Irish guy. He's a friend of a friend kind of thing uh, I rang him one day because I really needed a favour for the radio turns out it was just another guy in Ireland that had no idea who I was talking about so he never gave me the right number in the first place yeah another one he's got about four numbers as well I texted him recently and uh, he's not ready yet so I was probably changed it again <laughs> yeah. my fault probably um, Dougie what when you went think back to when you were six or seven years old when you opened your lunchbox for like we call it here little break the first break in school what was inside Crab paste. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah, crab paste sandwiches. <laughs> really? Yeah. You weren't very popular at school at that age. I would imagine if you opened the smell of crab paste. <laughs> <laughs> crab paste sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Harry, who would you like beside you in a zombie apocalypse? Definitely not Ducky. <laughs> I'd shag him all to death. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure how that particular zombie virus is spread, but I wouldn't imagine that's a good idea. <laughs> what, one of these guys? No, no, it could be. You don't even have to know the person, oh, just okay. in, in uh, the world. Probably Thor, Chris Hemsworth. Wow, okay, yeah. Pretty, you chose an actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Bear Grylls or someone. Damn it, he's so good at acting, he tricked me. <laughs> Watch out Okay. Uh, final question because I ask everybody the same thing and the reason I ask is because I don't is McFly do you wash your legs in the shower no, uh, no that's no. so weird why I was thinking that this morning I was, I was working on my body wash and I was like never wash my legs <laughs> I know I saw that there. I was like you know what I did I went you no. went all the way Basically, I've done my hamstrings, not my shins. Can't reach. His hammies are too tight. <laughs> my dad, I never wash my legs. No. Weird. I I'll get down and wash my feet sometimes, you know. Yeah, okay. If they, yeah, if they really have. Oh, when your missus in there, she's got that thing on her that little scrubber, and she's like this. Yeah. And then I have the razor. That's it. Either, like, well, even when I was younger, and I'd be like playing football and have muddy knees, still wouldn't wash my legs. <laughs> Uh, lads, we can't wait to see you. 18th of November, uh, it's going to be an amazing gig. Look out for Alan Metcalf. Don't let him near you. Tell your security now. And uh, we will see you. Thank you so much for chatting. Thank, Thank you. you. Later. Dave Moore. On Today FM. Podcast.